0: Welcome to today's and Dimes podcast. I'm your host, Matt Nose, and I'm joined by co host of the Punch Drunk uh, podcast, a uh, longtime friend, fellow NBA enthusiast, and all around good guy, Mr. Jason Tebow.
1: Wow, most of those things are true. <laughs> 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 Thanks for having me, buddy. This I is love cool. it. It's,
0: it's the middle of summer uh, still, and you've got, I don't think I've ever seen you in just a t shirt. So it's nice in to see defense, you. In my defense, it's like
1: 52 degrees and raining.
0: What in Indy, It's fifty
1: two and raining. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right off Lake Michigan. I'm right just south of. I'm five minutes from Michigan. I'm right on the lake. So yeah, it's been raining and actually kind of cold. I'm golfing tomorrow. I'm a little worried about, you know, if I'm going to be freezing my ass off.
0: Well, if it's fifty two and what not today, then there's a there's a chance. Did you have the same thing where it's hot as balls two days ago and then it's you know?
1: Yeah, it wasn't like you guys, man. You guys are going through it, but it was like you. It was like in the eighties and nineties and humid. And then in the snap of a finger, it was like fall weather all of a sudden. You're like, holy shit.
0: Yeah, my parents live in Colorado, and it went from 80 degrees to they had snow in 48 hours.
1: I was just talking to, uh, right right when you hit me up with the link, I was I was like, I'll be there in five minutes. I was just wrapping up a phone call with our good friend Tate Fletcher. Okay. who's in Albuquerque. And he's like, dude, it snowed all morning and the snow stuck on the ground and now it's snowing again. I'm like, "God this this global warming isn't real. It's just typhoons and hurricanes and fires and fire tornadoes. And it's like,
0: yeah,
1: 91 day and then it's snowing the next day. And you're like, Jimmy, Christ,
0: I know. I like that you parted, you know started to clean that up with Jiminy Cricket and decided, you know what? <laughs> Let's just tilt it out. Let's <laughs> just blaspheme all the way. The world's coming well, to an end. I might as well get into a fight with exactly. God as well. Do uh, you, you think you're on his good side at this point? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fantastic point. That's a fantastic point. Yeah. We're not on speaking terms.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I am either. I don't Yeah, I got a conduit.
1: Before we get into all the exciting NBA talk, I haven't, you know, seen you face to face in a while. You look good. Now, how's everything going with like the pizza place and all the, uh, everything going on out there with you? Have you guys been all right with everything or?
0: Uh, I mean, the shop is fine. Um, You know, it's had its ups and downs, but by and large, like it's been status quo. Uh, Yeah. So,
1: you didn't you know, have to like close down and all that nah, kind of they, craziness.
0: They early on they they chose to uh shut down any dine in long before it was mandated that they had to and just went to contactless delivery and pickup and all that stuff. And it's right. helped them maintain because it's shut down other restaurants that have had outbreaks. And thankfully, the shop hasn't had any so far. So, uh, yeah, no, the shop's good. And uh, I mean, I sit at home, I do this shit, and then uh, I just do. Improvement projects around the house And that's it That's all. I will say
1: this I'll give you a great plug here We went down to And did San Diego Comedy Store together You and I And I can't remember who was with us But we stopped oh, on man. the way At your place And got some You're like I'll just pick up a couple pizzas For, for all of us Goddamn delicious Well I'm glad you Goddamn it. delicious pizza If anybody's uh, in that neck of the woods I highly recommend it Absolutely And I'm a pizza snob From the Chicagoland area Born and raised And that was some Goddamn delicious pizza
0: Thank you. I'll pass that along to the wife. Please Uh, do. Hopefully I'll get you out of
1: the doghouse.
0: How long are you going to be away from L.A.?
1: Well, man, I mean, I've been well, I was coming out here in August for the whole month already because my mom built a new house that I'm currently in. And she was going to be moving in and going through all that shit. So I was coming out to help her all month anyway. And then L.A. got worse and worse and worse. And then in like March, all this shit happened. And they go April 19th, everything is closed. And I had a month to month lease. And in April, and I was going crazy. I was like losing arguments with myself, you know what yeah. I mean? Like talking yeah. to myself. Then I started arguing with myself. I had an imaginary friend that after like three days, I wasn't even on speaking terms with anymore. I was going <laughs> nuts. And then again, then, and then in April, they go June. And I go, man, I got to pay, you know rent jute, and I'm like, fucking man, fuck this. So so I came home early, like in the middle of April. So I've been back here since then, and I probably, you know, and then my red zone gig. I worked the red zone for the NFL for NFL. To people don't know, and my position now. There's three people that have my position. My position, and the other two guys that have it was null and void for the year because they don't want anybody in the studio with Andrew. Usually there's about nine of us as a hair and makeup person, a wardrobe person, sure. Director, two cameramen, and then Andrew's three assistants. And they've minimized that to just director cameraman. Wow. So then I was, cause I was coming back in September to work at work for the NFL. And now that that's all up in the mix, Uh, I'm just like, I'm here till like, it's back to normal. So I don't know, man. Halloween, Thanksgiving. I have no idea, man. I'm really.
0: Yeah. Well, Halloween. I mean, they just LA County just shut down Halloween. There are no Halloween events. Kids. Well, I mean, (laughs) you know,
1: uh, that time of the year, I don't know when we'll be able to work in comedy clubs again. I don't know when we'll be able to, I don't want to come back to LA and pay fucking $1,400 a month to sit in a room when I can do that here for free and get yelled at because my shit's in the dryer. (laughs) (laughs) I was joking. I've been doing a little bit of stand-up. Stand-up's been a little bit okay around here. They have limited shows, limited seating. Everyone's wearing masks and all that kind of stuff. But it's been fun to do stand-up again. And I was saying, I'm like, with all the COVID and everything so boring, I was like, I've been jerking off like I'm 14 again not in frequency, but because I'm doing it in my mom's basement again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're not alone though. I know, <laughs> I know quite sure. a few people that have gone home. So those, uh, those old rituals and habits have crept back into a it's lot of people's amazing
1: lives. How many people are just gone, man. Everybody's <laughs> leaving LA, but it's the same thing in New York and it's the same thing in Chicago too. And so many of my good friends that I knew that lived in the city or had moved in the city when they got, you know, of adult age, are all, are all gone because Chicago got bad. So it's so crazy. People are just all over and thank God for zoom and thank God for StreamYard and all this kind of stuff, because this is my only human contact. I feel like it's like,
0: yeah. it feels like you're in jail. Yeah. Outside of seeing my wife and occasionally like a neighbor or something. I don't, at least don't you have that. anybody outside of this.
1: Now, has this been stressful on your relationship or has it made you guys closer? Has it made you want to kill each other? Or Are you guys yeah. like, she still works. Oh, so that's great. So we still have, you know. So you have a I'm, built-in reason not to.
0: You're just like, babe, <laughs> yeah. what do you want me to
1: do? Well, uh, <laughs> It's a goddamn pandemic. Well, what, what, what do you want from me?
0: Trust me. I would love to do fucking anything. Yeah, I Literally know, right? anything. I don't what care what have you what been doing?
1: if you been doing? You know what I've been doing? I've been playing a lot of golf, like a crazy amount of golf. I hired a golf coach. I've been playing like 36 holes a week since April. Wow. And it's the only thing you can do. And it's, and it's safe. And they spare, they, they space out all the tee times and everything like that. And no one's doing it anyway. Yeah. And I've been like, you know, working on a handicap and like, not even like no picking up putts, no grounding clubs. Like I've been playing as perfect to the rules as I can, just as a personal science experiment to see how good can I get at golf during this? Like no, Like if I shoot a 107, it is a legit, no mulligans. I'm counting penalties, everything. Um, um. So that's all. And dude, it's lit. I I get so excited that I cannot sleep the night before I get to golf. Like it's like like you have a big gig or something. I'm like I yeah. can't wait to get outside, man. I hope I see a beaver. It's uh, anything, fucking anything. I get so excited when I'm like, "Oh my God, there's a groundhog!" And they're like, "Calm down, <laughs> California. Of course, there's a groundhog We're in the middle of the woods in Indiana." Hey,
0: enjoy it. Enjoy it while you got it.
1: Basically, yeah, yeah I've been playing a lot of golf, and that's it, man. That is. Oh. I've watched everything. If I oh. turn my Netflix on, it just says tilt. <laughs> I've watched Dude, everything.
0: I mean, the the reason for the show, but the NBA has been my saving grace. I have watched. You know, I'm so so happy. many games.
1: When it was happening, now, I'm I'm worried about football as obvious. All of us were. Baseball has been weird but fun. But the NBA, kudos to you. I know you're a huge NBA guy, as I am, as you know. And they royally pulled this bubble off. Minus one little Clippers snafu who had to go to a fucking... His, he gotta, he favorite, look. his yeah. favorite restaurant.
0: He wanted the chi- the chi- chicken wings or the chicken tenders. Come whatever's on, named after man. him there. He's got a an fucking entree.
1: Hey, man, I popped in. I popped right back out. Look it up. That's what he says. Who just pops into a strip club and is like, yeah, I'm just going to get Will. this to go. Lou Williams, of yeah. course. That's who but does. other than that, the NBA has done a fantastic job with the bubble and without the fans making it exciting, man. These have been some of the most exciting playoffs. Some teams went way deeper and tougher than yeah. we thought. Some people thought they you know, I feel like the Lakers... At least in the first round, we're like, oh, where's our rings? And now the Lakers are playing, they're like playing like they got to play. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, last great. night
0: it was, you know, whatever. First half ends and it looks like it's going to be another even matchup. And then they played lockdown defense in the second half. LeBron had four blocks in the third quarter. I mean, he was just blocking anybody that got near the rim. And in the fourth, they just stepped on their throat scored 10 more points than they did. And the game was over. And You could just see it in the Rock- Rockets eyes. And that's getting a good game from Westbrook, which is what they need if they're going to win. And it just wasn't enough. I don't, I, you know, personally, I said, I think Lakers take it in five. I still think that they could do that in five.
1: Uh, when that series started, I said the Lakers take it in five and the way the Clippers look in game one, I thought the Clippers were going to sweep, but you know what? Classic Clippers. As a Clippers fan, they could be up 30 at halftime. And I'm like, watch them fuck this up. Yeah, I'm never, ever, unless there's mathematically not enough time to lose. Like there's three seconds left and they're up 11. I'm like, okay, okay, I can breathe. But if they're up six with 80 seconds left, I'm like, they lost. They're going to lose this.
0: See, I. If you didn't have Kawhi, if it was PG and somebody else, I would share a lot of those same fears. But he's steady Eddie. I mean, he's going to get you exactly what he gets you every he game. Was.
1: He wasn't in game two. He was like yeah. six for 21 or something like that. But that's his first bad game of the and entire And if you lose playoffs. a close game and your best player has, like, the worst night yeah. of the playoffs, I'm fine with it. Exactly. With
0: and it. PG showed up in game three. I mean, yeah, I think worst case scenario that goes six games. You know. Well, I can bet
1: you definitely think the Clippers get out of that, right?
0: I think the Clippers are the odds-on favorite to win it this year.
1: Because I need your help with something for for my podcast called Punch Drunk Sports. Now, you know I do it with Ari Shafir, Sam tripling and we have these horrible bets yeah. that we make. Ari and I have a bet that's been brewing for one year, and that is he said the Clippers will never make it out of the second round of the playoffs. They haven't. And if they do, we're gonna. that was the bet. Now, when the COVID whole thing started, I said, hey, we got to – Pause this bet because NBA looks like it's not going to happen he goes no No I factored that in I thought there might be a global Pandemic coming and that And hey they didn't make it to the second round They didn't get out of the second round even if There's a so I go okay fine I'll I'll let you have your little stupid Argument Ari Shafir but now It looks like He might lose this bet knock on Wood and here's the Bet and I want you to just throw out some Ideas (laughs) That you can help because this is all. Ju- I'm, I'll take Just anything.
0: That's well, do you want to before we get into it? Do you want to give the the listening audience a sample of the previous? Like, I, I did with one with you guys a long time ago. I lost a bet to you on Punch Drunk, oh. and you got to call out push ups oh, whenever, whenever, whenever I it. Whenever I saw you,
1: I can make you could be talking yeah. to your hot girl or whatever. I did this before you are married once. And yep, right you, on you were on stage, you were in the middle of a set, and I walked in the room like, give me 10.
0: And I had to stop, I had to put down the microphone <laughs> Apologize to the audience I And I gave you 10 that But that's how innocuous it used to be And then it just now It started elevating to a degree where I don't Ari know who ha- this is fun for anymore
1: Ari had to wear a diaper for 24 hours And can only change it once Well, What about the hot dog? Uh, yeah, they had to put a hot dog in their ass
0: <laughs> no, uh, at, a,
1: at a at an, uh, uh, comedy festival They had to do that <laughs> Ari and Sam both lost that And then, um You know what the really the I mean, the shot collar was probably my least favorite. I had to wear one of those bad like remote control shot collars. That That was terrible. That really was bad. You know, it's always like eat a Carolina Reaper pepper or. But the really bad one that I had to do was I lost a bet and I had to watch every episode of the sitcom Whitney in (laughs) in 48 hours and live stream the whole thing. And I couldn't drink. I couldn't smoke pot and I couldn't, I could only have a cigarette every four episodes. And when you look it up, it's like 21 hours of episodes they did. And I had to watch all of them in 48 hours. So I had like two 13 hour days or something of nonstop watching the sitcom Whitney. That was a tough one, even though it wasn't as bad as like the shock collar or any, any Hitler, you have to have a Hitler mustache for 48 hours that's fine. That's nothing. All those kind of things. But so this one is a good one. And this one is, and I'm taking suggestions and any of your fans that listen to this, you know, at the team on Twitter, T H E T E E B. Feel free to send me any of these. Cause it's gonna be a little while. So you have to pay it off. But you know, when you go to a concert or a sporting event, let's say you go to a UCLA football game or something like a college game or pro sure. go, and you can't bring in a backpack or you can't bring in your purse. You have to have a clear bag. Yeah the day that the security can look at and go through. And then you walk through security winner gets to pick the five things that go into the loser's bag that they have to walk through security with.
0: Okay. Well, first thing that came to mind was dildo. I'm dildos, sure already... lubed up dildos
1: already in There's exactly. no way a lubed up dildo boys. Life magazine is on the table because <laughs> okay. then you go like a nice wine and a nice piece of red meat. What is a good pairing with a lubed up dildo?
0: Well, you do. You got to make the complimentary
1: item: duct tape and smelling salts. <laughs> you know uh, what else you got? What are what are other possibilities? Well, because Ari's Jewish, and a signed copy of Mein Kampf is on the table. Who's signing it? That's what he said, and I go Hitler. It's going to say, dear Ari, get well soon, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> but well is in quotation marks.
0: With... <laughs> <laughs> It should be your buddy Adolf. So
1: off the table, off the table. The only caveat is like no guns, no weapons, yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing something, that's going to
0: get you arrested. Exactly. Something that's going to get you in trouble. Because you know with
1: a dildo, it's going to be like the Buffalo Bills. Remember how they would every year they would chuck a dildo onto the field for like four <laughs> straight years. And then they uh, really had a whole fucking policing of like quit bringing dildos and throwing them on the field every yeah, time the other policed. team scores. Yeah.
0: That'll get taken out.
1: It's gonna get taken out. But when they grab it, it's gonna be all lubed up, and it's gonna even be more (laughs) humiliating. I'm like, why? What do you plan on doing with this, sir?
0: Well, you should like melt a little bit of chocolate and sprinkle that on the lube. That's a nice touch. No, that's a nice touch. They look like it's been previously used, so they're grossed out by the fact that they have to touch this dildo.
1: That is a good, good touch. (laughs) I like the I like the chocolate touch. Oh
0: God give me give me some time to think and i'll text you I'll yeah tweet you. if you think
1: of anything but that's what's coming so that's clippers get out of the second round and i sent him a text when the clippers won the first game by like 30 and i go that's one fuck face that's one you got three more and you're going to see billy joel with some weird shit in a bag
0: that's the concert he has to go to is billy whatever joel.
1: He, whatever he wants to go to doesn't matter whatever
0: uh, that sucks you don't yankee get pick game me.
1: Yankee game. Oh, well, that is funny, too, because then he has to buy tickets to something he doesn't even want to go to. That is a exactly. good double whammy.
0: But if you haven't already. That's baked a, good, that into that's a good
1: touch. That's a good touch, Matt. Uh, that's a good touch. So, uh, yeah. So the, and then he commented, I'm sending somebody with COVID to the bubble right now. And I go, you better hurry because you got three more. And then they lost game two. classic. Ari sends me a text. Oh, my Internet's down. What was the score of the game? <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, the problem sure. is you're pinning your hopes on the Nuggets who I'd like, but they're, I mean, they, the Clippers are so fucking deep. And the thing is, you know, Jamal Murray has turned a corner and he's looking great. And Jokic yeah. is, you know, those two, you know what you're going to get by and large. And then after that, it's like Ken Porter Jr. He is either the highest of highs and amazing, or he is, he's a rookie. Yeah. He's a, those,
1: bo- bo- yeah, his game is bipolar.
0: Yeah, Gary airs just like lights back out
1: from- or lights on. There's no yeah. middle ground with him, which is hard to get consistency old. out. It's hard to get consistency out of somebody when you're like, "Are you hot? Or are you not hot? Am I kicking you the ball for a three? Or I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you got to take the hot hand away from a guy like that because you're like, "Dude, you're zero for four. I'm not going to keep kicking it to you for the stroke if, if you're going to be missing it today."
0: Um, we'll get back to them. I want to talk about the Bucks. Bucks got bounced. The Heat are now uh, eight and one. They've only got one loss so far, and it was uh, game four against the Bucks. And now it becomes a question of, hey, wow. congratulations to the Heat. You're, sure. you're crushing it. But what 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 do the Bucs do next season? Because <clears throat> they've already said, well, rumors have been percolating all season, but unofficially they're going to make a run at Chris Paul, but I, they can't afford him. I don't no. know how the fuck they're going to do that. So what do you do if you're the Bucs next season? Because Do you blow it up? <clears throat> They, they're so cap, like this year, their cap is 135 is what they're spending. Next year, they're already committed to 132. So they can't do anything. Right. So, yeah, on some level. And it's
1: not like they're already a super team where people are going to take a homers discount to bring yeah. in a Chris Paul and have that final. And again, this is one of those teams that like you look at they were killing the whole season and they got to this bubble and it they just weren't the same not playing at home in Milwaukee not having the fans and not being able to you know have the ride that momentum of being like we're this new young up and coming team yeah. the city's behind us the fans are behind us and ride that electricity when it became just like sparring in a gym they got knocked out
0: i well it was their problem coming into the the postseason to me, what were
1: they? What were they in the in the in the before the in the bubble, whatever you had eight games, twelve games, whatever they had in the bubble. Eight games. Eight games. What were they in those eight games? Did they it's fall not- apart, or did they just fall apart in the playoffs? See, I don't I, recall.
0: I think they went the route of we only need to secure a win or two, and we have the number one seed. So they weren't really trying, and they had never several games where the starters only played uh, fifteen minutes or less.
1: I'm never a fan of that, and this is the exact reason why. This is the exact reason why well, is like resting starters. I hated when they did that. When, you know, uh, what do they call it? Time management or 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 yeah, yeah, load management. Load management. Never a fan of that for two reasons. One, I don't ever really think it super works unless your superstar is like a LeBron who's like in the wrong side of thirty, yeah, and and could use the rest. And you know what he's gonna put bring on the table when you're not playing your starters together and letting them have that synergy that they need, especially right before a playoff run one, I think it hurts the product and it hurts the team, but I think it really shits on the fans that imagine like you, you get a Christmas, you know, everybody can't afford to go to games all the time. Yeah. And when I was a kid growing up in the Chicago area and I was like in the bulls run in the eighties and nineties every year, I would always get bulls tickets for Christmas. It was always just a foregone conclusion that I was going to be getting Christmas present would be bulls tickets so I at least got to go to one Jordan game a year as I got older and could spend my own money on it. I would go to more, but you yeah. know, from 12 to 16, that was always a thing. So if your parents get you tickets to go see your favorite team, and your favorite player, and you got all their posters in your room and you go there and they don't play because of load management. I think it really is a snap slap in the face to the fans that pay for this product.
0: Yeah. Jordan always said that he played every game because, There's some kid out there that this is the only time they'll ever get to see me play live. That's what you remember for the rest of your life. Yeah. I I only got to see Jordan once. It was in an exhibition game uh, after the first championship. I lived in Lexington, Kentucky, and they came down and played the Sonics of all teams. And uh, he played his ass off. Now, he didn't play 35 minutes, but I still... You got some steals
1: and some dunks and some fucking...
0: It yeah. was stellar to watch. I went to Rupp Arena and and watched the game, and uh, but it's the only time I ever got to see him live. Well, you didn't pay the thirty
1: five bucks to go see Rory Sparrow. That's for certain.
0: Oh, it was. It was a. What was it Justin Cage with his? Uh, Justin fucking Cage, Jerry Curl Afro. Uh, Probably Brad
1: Max. Sellers at center, like seven foot one, one hundred and eighty two pounds.
0: It was a weird Sonics team. I will say that it was a weird Sonics team. But yeah, the load management, I'm not a fan of, but in regards to the, the Bucks, my question coming into the playoffs is the same thing I've had since last year, watching them flame out of late in the game, who's getting you a bucket? And then on top of that, Giannis in game three, before he got hurt, was willing to settle for these long threes. That didn't help
1: him. Him it getting hurt was a
0: wrap. He was. they still won game four, you know, without him um, when he sat for, after he rolled his ankle for the second time in, in two games. Yeah. And they valiantly at least got one game, but they need somebody who play, who can get them a clutch bucket late. And as much as Middleton can be that guy, he he has shown that he's infrequently that guy. So it's not enough, but I don't know what the fuck they do going forward next season, blowing it up makes honestly yeah. the most sense on some level in that you'd get a hell of a return on Giannis and you can start building for the future, but you have no young assets Dante Divincenzo in, is probably your best young player at 23 years old. Outside of that, dude. And when was team- the last
1: time in the MV- an MVP left a team the year he was MVP? You know what I mean?
0: That I'd have to look up. That. Well, oh, well, I'm know. just
1: saying. You know, I'm. I, I wasn't. I mean, I was almost being rhetorical. But, yeah. You know, there's going to be a lot of Giannis jerseys and a lot of sad 13 year olds letting the you know the guy that gave him hope for the last two three years go. And but you know hopefully- he ain't going to. Somewhere shitty.
0: No. Right now, the odds-on favorites are uh, Miami, the Lakers, the Warriors, and potentially the Mavs.
1: I've also... Oh, wow, man. That would suck. The Warriors would suck, too. I've also heard um, uh, the Nets. Interesting. I've heard the Nets, which, man, you get Giannis and a healthy KD.
0: The problem is, though, Kyrie and KD both need the ball in their hands to be successful.
1: Yeah who they just get as a coach? They just got somebody I liked as a coach. Steve Nash. Steve Nash, I think, is an interesting coaching move there. Yeah. Because I think a younger ex-player will deal much better with all of those egos and not having enough balls going around. And somebody who was known for passing uh, uh, yeah. better than like, a, um, you know, Thibodeau or one of these or, or or even like fucking Popovich, one of these older, more. Um, I don't want to say out of touch, but or not as hip. I don't know what uh, what word I'm looking for, but uh I think the uh, a younger guy like Nash will be able to communicate better with those egos.
0: Well, I know he's friends with Durant, which helps. Yeah. Um and that's plus, you know, he carries the cachet of he's a Hall of Famer, a two-time MVP, and we've seen former players make the leap to head coaching without any previous coaching experience. And uh, succeed, I've uh, you know, best. Example and he's was played with
1: egos. He's played with those egos. He's played with the Barclays and the, you know, all those kind of guys. The
0: Shacks, the Amaris.
1: Scott Amar, yep.
0: Yeah, the Kobe, the Dwight Howard. I forgot he was a Laker, too. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So, I mean, he's been around the league and he has the respect of all involved. It, It's they weren't they, you know, their, their pie in the sky dream was going after pop. And I think that could have worked just because you know the amount of respect that they have for pop.
1: He kind of has that that uh uh Phil Jackson kind of uh allure or yeah. or you know what I mean that kind of reputation of hey man just do what he says he wins.
0: Yeah, and it seems every player seems to love pop even if they only just run into him post game and he, you know, said something to him.
1: Is Popovich the Bill Belichick of the NBA?
0: No, because he's likable.
1: That's true. That's true, but he sure has that kind of snubbery towards the media and any dumb yeah. question. He'll fucking fuck off. But the with. media
0: loves him for it. Whereas oh, yeah, Belichick, yeah. the media is kind of they know they have to put up with it because it's Belichick.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it almost yeah, it almost yeah. Just becomes badgering to to a point. Um
0: yeah. Pops uh-huh. is done with a wink and a smile, and Belichick's is just uh, I only do this because I am forced to. By I'll get fined more. if
1: I don't. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I realize it's part of the job, but I hate it and it has nothing to do with my job. Yeah. It's like, "Okay, well you I'm have only
1: taking you to prom cuz my mom says I have to. <laughs> Don't order anything expensive, bitch."
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, god, he's got to be a terrible date. Oh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> Just the worst. I can't uh, even imagine. All right, so that one is done. The Celtics and Raptors play, you know, today and there's a chance the Celtics who do you think? Who do you like in this
1: year? Is? Cause I, uh, you know, Chris Burns, he and I were texting back and forth and he made money on the game last night. He bet he won 300 bucks, got both games, right. Just doing the money line last night, okay. Lake, Lakers game and, uh, the heat. And then, so tonight he's like, Hey, and he, you know, he's a big Laker fan. I'm a big Clipper fan. So every Clipper loss, I get the ha 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 text. Um, so he wants to go, he want to put it, the 301 he wants to put down on uh, Toronto and on no, he wants to go Boston and Denver. And I actually think the opposite will happen tonight. I think Toronto okay. wins, even though they're a little banged up. I think Toronto can really ride that momentum. They were down two nothing and they got a chip on their shoulder and they the, they know they're the returning champ and they know they lost their best player. And I think they have more momentum and more kind of like, let's circle the wagons and really focus. I think there's more pressure on them to, to lose than there is on, uh, on to on Boston uh, to win.
0: Um, what's the line? Do you know?
1: I don't know. I'm not sure.
0: Cause had the last game not happened, I would, be inclined to agree with you, but it looked like they had spent all their energy in that last game. The, the previous two games, just to not up the series at two apiece. I mean, that three
1: pointer they hit was with like 0.5 seconds left. Yeah. That was the season. If they make it out of this round, it, that was the play of the entire bubble.
0: Yeah. But then the, the next game, which we saw game five, It's like they had no gas left in the tank and the Celtics just came out and played. I like the Celtics in the series. I think the Celtics could, could close out tonight. I just think that they have more uh, playmakers guys. I, I say it all the time on the show, but you need somebody that can get you a shot as simplest, as simplistic as that is um you need playmakers cuz the nba playoffs are completely different from the regular season it's officiated differently the defenses are different you guys a diff- can, it's
1: a different season it's a yeah, totally it is, different, it's it's just different like the nfl playoffs same way nfl yeah you know january football is totally different than any other thing during that year from september to december january football is a different a different beast
0: yeah you're going to get and- beat up if they know that you love going uh, one direction, then they're going to take that away at all costs. Yep. Or if you love going baseline, then they will force you into the middle. Yep. And then it's just like, okay, we need to see your second and your third move. And uh, with Toronto, how many of their guys do I feel have a second and third move? I, I don't know. Whereas I'm pretty yeah. sure Tatum's got it. I know That's Kemba's got it. Jalen is working on it, but he's close to getting it. Hayward's Dude. out, but that might've freed up their rotation to get more minutes for Smart, which helps them on the defensive end. And then, uh, Hayward went to
1: Hayward went to high school with my cousins. My my uncle was his baseball coach. Oh yeah, yeah. My uncle died of um Lou Gehrig's disease about ten years ago. Played minor okay. league ball with Pete Rose. He was a great guy, great guy. But uh when I went to his funeral, there he is, six foot, all six foot nine of him in a suit came, was, came to came to his little league baseball coach's funeral. I thought that was rad of him. I've always liked that kid just just for doing that.
0: That is pretty sweet. Right.
1: Uh, the
0: the only. Story I have that's akin to that, and it's pretty—it's terrible. In that, I don't know if I should say it, but uh one of my buddies, his dad taught Sean Kemp in high school, and said he, he didn't. I tell
1: you what, he didn't teach him how to put a condom on. Get <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> has more—he has more kids than Days Left Alive.
0: uh He said he was easily the worst student he's ever had. He's like, it's oh, not even close—not even close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I just started laughing, and he's like, he yeah. was so
1: talented. And it came from such a, like, a not the greatest of areas and so talented that he was like, I why do I need to learn how to read? Yeah. I am going to be in the NBA. I'm going to make a gazillion dollars. And he was right.
0: He was, he was. And look, I don't know, or perhaps he just didn't care about that class, but that, that has stuck with me. He told me that story 20 years ago, and I've never really looked at Sean Kemp the same way of just like, yeah, no, you he can't. Was, yeah, not after that. Uh, but who, I mean, so do you think Toronto has a chance to win this tonight?
1: I do. And you know what? It's, there's little to no fact statistically um or matchup wise that I have that. It's a personal feeling and I believe that they have more at stake obviously cuz they can get bounced. Yeah. To send this to get to a game 7. That I think that and I think Boston can come into this a little more lax, a little more well, all we got to do is get one of the next two. And I think Toronto's got their back to the wall. I think Toronto has that kind of like a scared, you know, field mouse in a kitchen corner with two cats looking at it. Like, you know, he, I, I, Toronto has to do, they, they can't afford to not be incredibly focused True, and they, and they were the champs. Uh, they're the, they're the defending champs. And I, I just have that kind of like, I kind of side with that kind of, um, uh, a synergy, I think that they're going to have now. Do I think they're going to get out of this series? I think Boston's going to win. All they got to do is win one of the next two, and I think they probably will. But yeah. I don't think I don't think it's tonight for that reason. Okay. For that reason,
0: yeah, I just think that. <laughs> and Toronto, somebody's is- hurt for
1: Toronto, aren't they? Uh,
0: I can't think off the thought, top of I my thought
1: head. They might have had a starter that might be out tonight too. Which, uh, but I could be wrong.
0: Maybe, maybe I'm I'm blanking on it. I can't think of what. Um, Yeah, the big news overnight was uh, Don, Billy Donovan and OKC parting ways, is, quote unquote. Uh, but, yeah, I can't I can't think of anybody that might be out on Toronto. What do they, they just do without Donovan?
1: Where, where do they go? No, no clue. No idea. Um, I mean, I feel like the NBA doesn't have that really vast coaching carousel that we see in baseball and that we see in football. You know, anytime a coach get, it, it gets let go, there's always immediately eight or nine names that pop up. And in the NBA, there's always like two or three names that pop up. And we've lost a lot of coaches this year, I think.
0: Right. Okay. Serge Ibaka has been listed as day to day. Ibaka. That's who I was. Yep. Yep. yep okay. Yep, Don't know yep. why I spaced on that. I had to look at no. it. Up. Wow.
1: Yeah. Um, it was Ibaka. It was Ibaka. Yeah, I don't know.
0: There's, I mean...
1: And day-to-day generally means you're not playing tonight. If they list you as day-to-day today, but if there's every time to go for it, there's every time to rub a little dirt on it, as my old old football coach used to say, which is great medical advice, by the way, for a broken arm. Just rub some dirt on it, get back out there. My arm is work. hanging off of my body.
0: It might work. You never know. That could be some special dirt. There's some anthrax <laughs> yeah. in that soil, and boom, <laughs> you you're good know. to go. That's true. You're that just a true. raging maniac the next game.
1: I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Uh... Yeah, I, don't, I mean, as far as coaching, my guess is OKC takes their sweet time and gets a full lay of the land because they also have to figure out what in the world they're going to do. If they can find a suitor for Chris Paul, then it completely changes exactly what they're going to do next season because they're in full rebuild mode at that point is my guess. I mean, they have they have all your picks and everybody else's.
1: I had um uh, uh, two weeks ago on our podcast, we had um uh, uh, Craig Kilburn on. Okay. And don't know the guy, but you know, he just agreed to do it. And it was super nice to talk just just talk sports with him. He's a great guy. And um, and he goes, "It had all of us pick your best all around NBA player. If you got to start a team with somebody, the best all around, every single thing guy you got, who would you want?" And we all you know, randomly had a couple different picks here and there, here and there. His was Chris Paul. He goes, "You could build any type of team around Chris Paul, and he can do." just about everything for that team yeah. and it's so funny that he has been moved around so much for somebody he's not like a a swing man he's not a, a, a come off the bench he's not a sixth man guy that you, you you get why like a mo williams or one of those guys plays for so many different teams but chris paul how many teams has he played for and he's like an all pro all defensive player great point guard great shooter and he's got... This has to be his, what, 16th, team.
0: Well, you got... Uh, formerly the Hornets slash now Pelicans. Then yep. over to the Clippers. Yep. Rockets. Rockets. OKC. OKC. I can only think of four. So this,
1: this will, well, yeah. Yeah, technically four. So this would be his fifth team.
0: If he moves on from this, yeah, it'd be his fifth team.
1: I, Still yeah, I, don't, I don't know how he stays there.
0: <sighs> they didn't anticipate... Making the playoffs this year, so yeah. I, I don't I don't know what Presty's game plan is going forward because look SGA looks like he's growing in the right direction and that three point guard lineup that they roll out with Schroeder and uh, Chris Pauls is pretty fucking deadly. But I mean, he's going to be owed well, I think it's forty one million next season, and then Stephen Adams is twenty seven million, and that's eating Dude. up the bulk of their cap. Yeah.
1: It's 27 million for that they,
0: guy. They have fucking 17 of your picks, and they've got a pick from Miami, and they've got their own picks, and they've got, I mean, they're going to be retooling with young talent. If they kept Chris Paul, 20, managed to get,
1: I can't get over the 27 million
0: for Steven Adams. I like Steven. I mean, he seems like a good dude. 27 million is a crazy number. It's for a crazy him.
1: number for him. It does seem like a good, but you know what I would do for $27 million? Anything. <laughs> Anything kill the pre- like? Would you kill the president? I'm saying it right now on your podcast for 27 million oh, dollars. I would kill my mother, and she would uh, understand. She would go, "Well, 27 million. We did have a good run. Good seeing you, babe. Don't forget to get your shit out of the dryer.
0: <laughs> you might want to let her know. Listen, uh, <laughs> I got an offer from this. this I fucking, just can't uh, turn
1: this down, mom. This
0: oligarch on the other side of the world and uh, 27 mil." Yeah, I mean it's I'm not sure, but I don't I would assume they're not in any kind of rush to fill that role. Uh plus after the backlash, the Nets got for not A hiring a minority coach, but B not really doing much of a minority coach search. At the same time, though, it's a two time MVP and Hall of Famer is willing to be your coach. You take that. I don't care yeah. what the individual is
1: well, i agree with that i mean so this though, is one of those where you're like i do get you could have done like due diligence and but when you get it yeah. when you get the guy you like i don't care if it's a man a woman black white hispanic like if, if that's the guy yeah. i like uh yeah that's who i'm hiring yeah
0: if lebron decides a couple years after he's playing i want to coach who's not going to hire lebron you're going to take coach. a
1: flyer on him for yeah. sure
0: any multiple time mvp you're going to do it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter.
1: And by the way, uh, did you see that speaking of LeBron now has won more playoff games than anybody in NBA history?
0: Yeah, he is number one.
1: As of he, uh, yesterday.
0: He's number three in assists. Um, he's going it's going to be a little bit, but you know, if he keeps making late playoff runs with the Lakers, he could end up number one in so many categories, it's ridiculous.
1: When you think of LeBron, you think of everything that you think of. Everything that you think of from all the crazy shit of his coming out party, going to Miami and how he screwed over Cleveland and that, then him coming back. There's all that shit. Yeah. And then there's all the dunks and the highlights and all that. But the fact that this late in his career, he led the NBA in assists is pretty special.
0: It is. It's and It's pretty still, special. At 35 years old, he's still averaging like 34 minutes a game, which is Ridiculous! No need to play that with
1: his body type, yeah. And with his age, you would think he would be like a Carl Malone, Kevin Willis, down low guy, taking it a little bit easier. And then, but instead, he went the other way and he goes, "I'm going to lead the league in assists." You go, "Sheesh! Wow! Good on you! Good on you!" And his size, um, he easily could have not could have been like, "I'm going to let my you know the point guards do that. I'm going to let other people do that. Just kick it to me down low, and that's it."
0: He's never done that. As much as like his first year with the Lakers, when they signed Lance Stevenson and a bunch of other dudes, and they surrounded by quote unquote playmakers, so LeBron wow. didn't have to have the hand or the ball in his hands. And then he proceeded to demand the ball and run the offense. It's like this is what you do, man. And the best way to win with you is surround you with shooters. You run the offense. Now the Lakers don't have the shooters he normally does. Uh, but if Rondo is going to go three for five from three, it's fucking, it's crazy to watch Rondo. He shot 70, 72% from the field last night on volume, the relative volume. Shoot. I think he got up 11 shots. Like was like Rondo.
1: Now, you know, I'm a Laker hater, but you know, who's yeah. made all the difference in the world. And it goes without saying Anthony Davis on the Lakers just seems unfair. Well, between
0: the, the it nice seems thing, unfair. Well, they're good he, without him. They, but The equalizing factor is that bench is a big fat fucking question mark or the rest of the players. Like you need Rondo to keep playing the way he does or KCP or Caruso. Caruso
1: can make or break that team as well.
0: Yeah. Marquise Morris going off in uh, in game two. It's like they needed that little shot in the arm. Uh, I believe it was either game two or game three, but I think it was game two. Um, Whereas, like, I, that's why I favor the Clippers. It's like, okay, if Paul George has a bad night, you still got Lou Will. You still got Montrezl You still got Pat Bev. You still got, you know, it keeps going. Even when you get further down, a Harrell like Michael is a, Green can get hot. Harrell Patrick, is a poor
1: man's uh, DeAndre Jordan. Uh,
0: Yeah. I, I, he's got a little bit more range than DeAndre. More not range,
1: much. not as much shot blocking. Yeah. But it just handles that role for, like, a third of the money. I, lo- I love Harrell. <laughs>
0: uh yeah just the depth of the Clippers it's like all right you can suffer a couple guys having bad games much easier than every other team in the playoffs
1: I think Doc is a great coach and that's not just me being a Clipper fan I think Doc is a
0: great coach I think he's excellent at managing top end talent mm-hmm. which is a skill set in and of itself X's and O's eh, you know maybe I don't know you'd have to talk to like actual coaches it doesn't doesn't seem as obvious to me as other guys when you can tell like what Nick Nurse has managed to do with Toronto. It's right. Pretty incredible and I don't know if Doc could do that, but I don't know how many coaches could do what Nick Nurse has done this season. Uh but yeah, so Denver, you think what? Maybe one more game and then Lakers close this out. Boston you're saying they're going to take one of the next two?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be Boston. Obviously, in the heat. Um, unless you want to bet against that, and then uh, I will take the heat. Um But Boston, oh, you're take
0: heat in the finals. You're going to take them all the way to the. No,
1: finals? I was I was going to say for them to make the uh, Eastern Conference. I don't so know you, when this airs. You <laughs> want to a bag of
0: bets on that? Well, okay, I'll take that. Yeah,
1: but I think yeah, I think it's going to be Boston. I would love for it to be Toronto, um, but I think it's going to be Boston, and I think it's obviously it's obviously Miami, and then. um, Knock on wood again, the showdown that we wanted, Lakers Clippers. Now, I really wanted Lakers Clippers all season long. Yeah. I wanted the battle for the Staples Center. When when I first moved to L.A., the year I got to L.A., the Staples Center was half built. So I went to two Laker games at the Forum, and I went to four or five Clipper games at the Forum. Okay. And there's all this, oh, they're building this brand-new state-of-the-art stadium for the both teams, and I'm like, awesome. And then I went to a preseason Clipper game. Uh, the first opening season of of uh, the Staples Center, and I walk in, go to my seat, and I'm like, "This whole motherfucking stadium is purple. How is the seats? Twenty thousand purple seats, all everything. I'm like, how is this for both teams? It's this not. is just pl- the Lake Clippers playing and the Lakers. Pl- the you know you, you're the wicked step sister, and, and you're the you fucked again. Yeah. So now that the Clippers are building their own stadium, I love it, but on their way out. I wanted them to knock out the Lakers in their purple-ass stadium and send them walking in the battle for Los Angeles.
0: While true, I think it's a a tremendous advantage for the Clippers this year to not have to do that because even on their quote-unquote home games...
1: They wouldn't have been a home game.
0: Exactly. They're going to be... It was was going to be
1: 65% Lakers, Yeah, and that's at a Clippers home game. That's when the floor is red, white, and blue. It's black now. Black now. It's
0: going to be majority Laker fans. uh, Best case scenario would be 55% Laker fans. Best case scenario. And that's a Clipper game. Yeah. That's a Clipper game. Whereas the Laker games are going to be 99% Laker fans. And of those, there's going to be the 10 to 15% casual. I just want to go to a playoff basketball game. Like, you know, Joe Sinclitico? Yeah, very well. I love Joe. Oh, yeah, my favorite, favorite,
1: so funny, man. That guy is so funny,
0: ridiculously funny,
1: hilarious. Honestly, he was a,
0: uh, he was one of the few comics I watched every one of his sets when we. Used yeah, because you guys perform- both came away.
1: up in San Diego yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Love, why I, I think I he's he
0: phenomenally funny.
1: He's one of those guys that's just as funny off stage as he is yeah. on. Like if you have a car ride with him, your stomach's going to hurt from laughing. It's just silliness.
0: Or just all the stupid vulgarity that comes out of his mouth. He's he's just like, so Your dumb. brain works in a way that it doesn't make sense uh-huh. to me. And it's fantastic. And I love to be around it. But he texted me one time and he's like, you know, in essence, uh, I got to go to a Lager game uh, to, you know, I wish I give a shit about basketball and it was Western conference finals from a luxury box. And he went for free. And I was like, you fucking prick. But that's, that's going to be about 15% of the Laker fans at a Laker yeah, game. They have a the hookup
1: or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Just industry connection or they got their agents tickets and they don't really care, but it's a place to be seen type of thing. Uh, but I think it's an advantage for the Clippers this year of not having to deal with that, which th- another reason I think they're the odds on favorite of they don't have they're, they're never going to have to deal with being at an away game while they're supposed to be home. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, this is yeah.
1: absolute. I absolutely agree with everything that you just said. This is it takes away a very big advantage that well the Lakers would have had, but it also took away a very big advantage that Milwaukee had, and we saw that how that affected them. I yeah. just I, you know I don't think you. Oh, uh, Renizzi and I were talking about. Steve ran was on my podcast and we were talking about golf and we were t- sound, saying how interesting it was. He's a huge golf fan that all these tournaments during this pandemic again, um, without fans, mm-hmm. it was so interesting to see that the two of the last four majors were all these kids that were under 27, 26. It wasn't the older guys playing because this is exactly like they played at Cal, just yeah. they're you know what I mean. They're no clapping. There's not people everywhere. There's no pressure on your, uh, you know your tee shot or whatever the hell. You know no, nobody cheering when you putt. That's exactly how their college tournaments were two years earlier. Yeah. So this was just a walk in the park for them, and they were all winning these tur- tournaments, and all these you know Phil Mickelsons and Tigers and all these guys are like, where's everybody screaming my name when I rip a nice drive?
0: Uh yeah. You would you would assume like it, it would benefit certain guys. I had a Bucks fan on here uh, on a drop in dimes way back when, and he was saying that he hoped it would help Bledsoe because Bledsoe is admitted to being kind of too engrossed in the moment. He gets so nervous in the really big games and the fans and whatnot amping him up uh, for good or for ill. Without those fans, maybe he settles down and plays at somewhere near the salary. Uh, he didn't it wasn't bad, but it's not like he excelled in the bubble, but this type of this situation, this environment, you know, it seems to be helping certain guys, uh, kind of elevate their game. They can zone in. They don't have to deal with the crowd noise or people making faces and, and whatnot, uh, stealing their eyeline and, uh, screwing with their depth perception on shots
1: yelling uh, at you when you're shooting free throws. Now. Oh, well, I was, I was going to say this to you. How many times, because they, they've really done a good job. One, camera work yeah. to the way they have those big, like all the fans and all this stuff, like on the digital screen with the sound. How many times have you been watching this in particular, these NBA playoffs and laying on the couch or wherever you're watching the game. And then you go and then a big bucket or there's a controversial foul or something like that. And the crowd goes crazy you go, Oh, there's no crowd at this game. Yeah. So many four times a game, even still, I have to remind myself that this is fake noise and fake. It's yeah. like, it's like a sitcom laughter,
0: but you, there are weird moments where a huge play happens and it should be punctuated by the, a roar of a crowd. Yep. Like you only get to experience during the playoffs that, or you uh, force
1: someone to burn a timeout and the crowd goes nuts. And then, yeah. you
0: know what I mean? And you're like, Oh yeah, they're not. That, there is. Uh, the game three where OG wins it at the end that, the Kimball Walker little no-look wraparound pass to Theus, who dunks it with 0.5 seconds left. That would have been a home game for uh Boston. Austin's so the crowd would have gone. What a
1: pass that was. I mean, yeah, that exactly. was back to back amazing plays.
0: Back to back. So the crowd would have gone bananas, and yeah. then to turn around and, and it would have been the crickets
1: chirping when he exactly. hits that buzzer beater.
0: Just to have that 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 dynamic in the polar opposite in reaction. Like that's yeah. That's where I miss the fans of being able to experience those moments because I, I went crazy for both because I just want to see a good game. I don't really care. Me too.
1: Me, yeah. And that I don't have a dog in that fight in that series. Yeah.
0: I don't have a single one. As a Bulls I don't have a fan, dog I'm... in the whole
1: East. As a Bull, yeah, Bo- as yeah, same here. As a Bulls fan, I don't have a dog in the fight in the East.
0: Yeah. And I only sad. and
1: I, uh, like my three favorite teams always are Bulls, Clippers, and whoever's playing the Lakers. You know, it's those are my uh, three sad. favorite teams.
0: Uh, I'll admit it on this show. I'm actually uh, pulling for the Lakers against the Rockets, just because I I can't stand What's watching that the mom? Rockets My play. in the dryer. Got to go, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand watching the Rockets play. I hate it. I I hate, hate watching the
1: Rockets it. too.
0: It's the worst, and it's nothing. It's like, I hate. For, for you know who I really loved
1: and was rooting for was the Trailblazers.
0: Yeah, who didn't? I wanted. They to see were the hot, play. and they were so
1: fun to watch. And I great really, story.
0: Uh, yeah, great I, story. Cool. I. I it doesn't bother me if the Lakers win so be it. I'm not, you know, you're a Clipper fan, so it makes sense that you want to root against the Lakers. I totally get that. As a uh, stand-up
1: like comic me. in Los Angeles, how can you justify rooting for the Lakers? <laughs> well, they ruin everything bad. Oh yeah, that's true. So that is true.
0: That uh, is true. Yeah, normally, for those that don't know, in the summer, if the Lakers make a deep playoff run, it kills every show that they're... It kills
1: every... And every game goes to game seven with those bastards. And every time you're in some sports bar or whatever doing stand-up, they're like, all right, let's start the show. And the Lakers are on games and no one's looking.
0: I've been at the store to go up and do a set and it's fucking eight people. And it was sold out the night before and it'll be sold out the night after. And just like, not Lakers game on tonight. you're like, this, this sucks.
1: Yeah, people just don't go out. And if they go out, they're looking at the TV above the bar. Yeah,
0: they're not, they're not paying, paying attention, attention
1: to, you. to you at all, especially it's, yeah.
0: It's the worst. But this year, you know, who gives a shit? But I know. I I feel cuz I don't want to root against any team. I'm just enjoying. I don't I don't have any dog in the, but I've never since the the Rockets have switched over to this crab dribble for 18 seconds and then Harden Bates either his defender to a foul shoots a step back three that he travels on or he well, dishes to an, a, a teammate. It's just like, this is not fun to watch as a non-Rockets personally, fan. Personally,
1: I don't have anything against Harden. I do. I'm not very much of a big Rockets fan, but man, I just don't like his game the way he plays. He'll stroke a three from five feet behind yeah, the thing and fall gorgeous. on his ass. And it's gorgeous. But God Damn, do I hate watching that team play for some reason. Well, there
0: was one last night where he did his classic Harden. He started dribbling, and with his left hand and with his right, he hooked Rondo's arm, and then he goes up, once he gets close enough to the basket, and he goes up for a fake layup, and he already has Rondo's arm hooked so under his. He spins around
1: like a helicopter. like Yeah, oh, and then just the, the refs guard.
0: call a foul, and Rondo is yeah. like, he hooked me before he, like, two steps before he went up knowing that he was going to bait you into calling a foul. He might be the best
1: at getting fouls called his way that shouldn't go his way. He might be the best in the NBA. That's a bold statement. There's a lot of people, but...
0: During the regular season, I don't even think it's a discussion. Yeah. During the playoffs, like, they they don't give him as many of them. I mean,
1: LeBron gets a lot of whistles, but they aren't, like, when you watch the replay, they aren't like LeBron. They're not premeditated. Yeah, like Harden's in Harden's head is like, I'm going to drive to the paint and I'm going to draw a foul. I'm going to grab this guy by his jersey and p- take a fucking Vlade Divac.
0: Well, the, the bullying we all did to LeBron after you could see the replays and people put together clips of him flopping in Miami when it was just egregious. And you're like, dude, you're you have 50 pounds on that guy and he nicked your shoulder and you're flopping back 17 feet. And so he stopped doing it, whereas Harden, I don't think, gives a shit. And continues to just basically try and get as many fouls called his way. Which, which it's smart basketball, but it is not fun to watch.
1: Yeah, Uh, it's just not fun to watch. You know, if I was a a Houston fan, I'd be all over it. If the Clippers or Bulls were playing like that, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? But, uh, uh, you know, uh, being uh, not a fan of Houston, I'm like, ah, man, this isn't fun to watch. You know, if it's just a random game that's on, I probably would be more inclined to not watch Houston versus Golden State. Uh, for that I, reason.
0: Yeah, I agree. I Another I really team
1: watched. I hate. Another team I'm sick of is Golden State. Golden I'm, State glad they, uh, I'm glad they had a shit year.
0: Uh, I got no problem with them. I, the only malcontent on that team is Draymond. That,
1: and he's at least a, he's a, an entertaining malcontent.
0: Yeah, the rest of the... I like Steph. I like Clay. I like Steve Kerr. I like, you know...
1: I like Steve Kerr. I do like Steve Kerr.
0: Um, I got no problem with him. But who knows... Next year, the West is going to be even more of a juggernaut than it was this year.
1: Uh, And the year before, I mean, the West has been just
0: 20 years. Everybody
1: has been flocking to the West. One, because they want to be in those super teams. Two, because of weather, most of the weather. And three, what is there in the East?
0: Well, you would think an easier way to the finals. That's why LeBron stayed for so long. You would think. So why not go to the East? Like Jimmy going to the heat. Uh, I am I'm, to- I'm
1: excited to see what the net, what, what kind of product the nets put on the court next year with a, with an all healthy team and a new coach and that stadium and being, you know, right there in New York city, I mean, Jersey, but they're right there. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm excited to see what kind of, because they weren't able to put that product out once KD was done.
0: Uh, yeah. And well, I, I want to see who they keep amongst, because, Kyrie when he was the limited games he played there was that uh, quote from him uh you can find it online where he says we need more guys around here and he specifically names like three or four and leaves any name you remember I I can't remember but he left Uh off like the equivalent of Spencer Dan or Karis Levert or I, I don't you know I'd have to look it up to specifically know who he left off, but it's guys you assumed at the time, like, okay, if they make changes and shuffle the lineup going forward, they're going to keep. Now, I think Dinwiddie is gone. Karis LeVert made enough of a push in the playoffs to maybe secure his spot going forward. Gary Harris stays. Uh, And then after that, like, I'm not sure. It comes down to, in essence, what KD and Kyrie want, they will get. Um, But yeah, that team is going to be super... But in the East, it's like those two Uh, Boston, let's see what Toronto does. Philly, no fucking clue what they're going to do. Elton Brand has said he's not going to trade either of his two superstars, so I guess they're going to run it back. Um, But, you know, Andy with an extra year of health, maybe they're a little bit better and more intriguing. Uh, I don't entirely know, whereas the West, it's like Dallas is going to get better. The Nuggets are going to get better. Portland's going to show up all healthy. Uh, What about New Orleans? Golden State
1: can only get better.
0: Exactly. Golden State, everybody's going to be back healthy.
1: Clippers and Lakers are always going to be right there. They're both in the middle of a run.
0: Yeah. The the Spurs, maybe they've managed to figure out, you know, it's pop and the system and whatnot. Uh, The West is going to be a juggernaut. All right. So you're assuming the Clippers make it out. You're assuming the Lakers make it out. Heat, obviously, and Celtics. Then who are you choosing to make it into the finals? I have to assume Clippers.
1: Um, yeah, I, I gotta say Clippers for a lot of reasons. I mean, I could easily see them tanking that and fucking that up, not tanking it, but just shooting themselves in the foot. But I, I, I like Clippers. And God, man, it's hard to go against the Heat, isn't it? They've only lost one game. I want to say Clippers. I okay. I want to say Clippers, Celtics. Okay. But man. I'll say
0: Clippers heat. Okay.
1: I see. God, I'm that's not... the first time I've said that out loud, even on my show. That's a,
0: I... Clippers heat. Yeah. So I, I've been saying in essence now for like a week that whoever wins the Boston uh, Toronto series is going to make the finals. So I'm going to, I'm not going to deviate from that. But mine is going to be what you wanted to say, which is Celtics Clippers. I think that's your final right there.
1: I would like that. Now, you know, the NBA wants, clippers i mean lakers celtics of course one with all the stuff the lakers have been through two they they're such a big market team that old school rivalry plus with all the kobe stuff i mean they really want i mean they they're doing everything they can to make that i mean but if it's clippers lakers celtics i'm sorry and it's a rematch of back then their boy they would love that
0: i mean would that's that's their best-case scenario. Their worst-case Clippers-Toronto is what they do not want. Oh, Of the four teams we gave, Clippers-Heat is what they don't. Yeah, yeah but Clippers-Toronto, wow, shit. I mean, worst-worst-case would be Nuggets-Probably-Toronto or Nuggets-Heat.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot. I mean, we're just looking right past them. Yeah, Nuggets-Toronto? I don't even Toronto know if I would won, watch it. If it was Nuggets-Toronto, uh, I don't even know if I would watch it. I would... I wouldn't watch it. As I'd still intently. watch. I'm not going
0: to.
1: I mean, uh, I, of course I would. What else am I going to do? Watch another fucking yeah. b- below deck Mediterranean. I've seen every goddamn show that there is, man. I'm losing my mind. I don't even, I was watching cornhole tournaments before sports got back. There was cornhole beanbag <sighs> tossing on ESPN. And I'm like, finally something to gamble on. <laughs>
0: I it haven't was, gotten that low,
1: thankfully. Well, that was before baseball, before the bubble, before and when they were just like oh, I, mean, we I might was not watching have any sports fucking, whatsoever.
0: I was watching Bundesliga, the German soccer league, when it came back. I was watching Korean baseball. Okay, I didn't watch any Korean. I saw highlights, but I didn't watch any of the actual games. Uh-huh. Whereas Bundesliga, I watched some games just because I was just craving any kind of sports.
1: But you're a but soccer I, guy, anyway. You like soccer.
0: Yeah, I like soccer, but yeah. I don't ever really watch. Watch. I watch the World Cup. I've been sure. to some soccer games, um, probably like, you know, 10 of them total. Well, that's a lot.
1: You like MLS games, you mean? No, I mean. Uh, or like little kids and we we should, you should be going door to door reporting yourself.
0: Well, MLS and then Champions League when they come through in the U.S. Yeah. I go see them and then uh, I saw a game in Barcelona with Messi. Oh, that that's was, cool. Yeah. Went to, to that, I mean, they that played a nobody awesome. team.
1: But it was yeah, yeah, but that would be cool just to be a part of that experience and see what that that's like.
0: Yeah, well, now that Messi is more than likely going to leave Barcelona, I can at least say that I saw him in his prime. Yeah, play with I him mean, and Suarez, his teammates.
1: That's the Jordan of football.
0: Uh, I tried to see him the year before when Champions League came through and Barcelona was here, but uh, none of the stars. If you ever go, none of the stars play. Uh, when they I've come, seen, when they come here, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen numerous. I saw Man uh I've seen Man City play Tottenham, Real Madrid, Barcelona, uh and you know, two or four others. I usually go to one match every year and then none of the none of the stars play. So it's not really worth the cost of admission. Right. Uh but it's something to do. So I'll go regardless. Um all right. Well, I mean, I think that's it for today's drop dimes. Anything else uh you want to say before we get out of here?
1: Uh go clippers. I'll say go clippers. Uh everybody stay safe, be cool, be nice to each other. Uh feel free to uh go to iTunes and give Punch Drunk Sports a listen. It's on all things comedy, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you can get any of you. We're coming up on nine years, Nosty. Gotta oh, have really? you gotta have you uh back in the next week or two. During the during uh, the finals, we gotta have you talk NBA. Hit me up. And we got fantasy football coming up. You and I are in a comedy store league together.
0: Uh, Yeah, you got the, the worst grade from Yahoo, I think. Uh,
1: you know why? I was very upset about that, too. Those things make me so mad, those grades. I, I, know it's like, I read why. I read why because there was, like, two players that I reached, like, I wanted them, and I could have maybe waited a round or two and yeah. got them later, and then that's what they punished me for.
0: Of course. I got punished for... I took three running backs in the first three rounds and be like, uh, oh, Boonshock taints was the last one to take a wide receiver. That's not a good thing. And be yeah. like, you know what? Running backs are impossible to come by during the season. So I will take my chances. Uh, whereas wide receivers, there's two or three on every team. And sometimes the second guy is actually the first guy. So I'm fucking fine with this choice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Running yeah. backs. If you got a 25 touch guy, you, you got to go with him.
0: Yeah. Triple Tripoli wins it. He gets an a every year that, when that I noticed that trend, I was like, well, I'm not going to listen to these fucking report cards. Uh, oh, yeah, I know. He it, takes five kickers. It's fun. He ends up bottom three every year except one when he won the championship. And it's just like you get an A draft every year. I'm not fucking buying this. Uh, I will follow him uh, at the team. Check out Punch Drunk Sports. Yeah, at the team on
1: Twitter, check out Punch Drunk Sports. And uh, that I would appreciate all of that. Nosey, thanks for having me, buddy. You look great. Good to see you, buddy.
0: Uh, that is it for today's Drop Times. You can follow me anywhere at Nose. If you want to give the show a rating on your uh, podcasting platform of choice, I'd thoroughly appreciate it. And if you're watching on iTunes, subscribe, or pardon me, on uh, YouTube, subscribe to the channel, give the show a like, uh, do whatever you want. But that is it for today. Enjoy the games tonight. I'll see you guys back Friday at noon, our regular scheduled time. And adios.